For students who are homeschooled already or just students who have been taking private lessons regularly, they have also felt this disruption. These students will not be able to have that contact with their teachers anymore, and it may lead to loss of connection or even a loss of playing music at all, as some students will feel less motivated without that contact. Private music teacher and professional performer Dina Elsafar explained how students have been adapting and how she has been changing her own routine to accommodate the disruption of the virus. Elsafar has worked out of her own home studio giving private lessons since the early 2000s. She teaches primarily 6 to 18 year olds as a violinist and violist herself. She said she was grateful for having previously taught a handful of commuting students through Skype and that she has experience with the online setting to use now. Many of her students reacted well to the shift in teaching online. However, she stated that some could not handle the idea and have not been doing lessons with her currently. Some of my students were like, yeah, see you on Zoom next week. Here we go. You know, just like almost no interruption at all. Then there were some people that were like so utterly like heartbroken that they just couldn't handle the idea of it. But then there's like this whole like subset of my students that I have like literally not seen at all. Like they either, I think it's just too many obstacles and they're just waiting until this is all over, I guess. Elsafar went on to explain how teaching through Zoom has actually allowed her to have more detail-oriented lessons, and it has suited her younger students very well, who still need to gain more knowledge of their instruments. A few of my students have responded, like, really well to Zoom. Now, that's not what I would say most of them are, like, a little disappointed, especially if, like, the system crashes or anything weird happens with glitchy stuff. Um, then you start to, like quickly lose heart or I feel that from some students but there's other students that just strangely seem to be doing better with this kind of it's a more narrow focus the way you teach on zoom it's much more detail oriented you know like that's the kind of thing like certain aspects of teaching are work maybe even better weirdly I mean a lot of things are lost but certain things work even better and so when it comes to just playing independently like I've had shy students that like don't like to play alone and now they're getting more used to it because you have to. Elsafar recently had a large online meeting with the majority of the private music teachers of Bloomington to discuss what they were doing currently. As of now all of the teachers have been using online platforms either with private lessons or even group meetings and concerts to continue contact with their students. As a teacher, Elsafar stated confidently that she felt pretty good about where things are now for teaching. However, she said that she hopes this isn't the new normal. I feel really good about what I'm able to offer and that if this is the new standard that I'm just in the running as much as any other music teacher, but just something that I hate the thought of it being the new normal, you know. Six weeks ago, I was so sure it was going to be terrible and I was wrong though. Like, it's way better than I feared and uh, it's fascinating to think how how much things have changed in these past couple months. As a performer, Elsafar reminisces about the days that she could travel and participate in gatherings and concerts. When discussing how music differs from other subjects to teach and learn, Elsafar exclaimed that not only musicians but also athletes are the main people that cannot transfer those skills online, the same as they could in person. For musicians and athletes, that's the main kids I'm thinking about right now. Or not just kids, but people. Like if you're in a soccer team or basketball or if you're in band or orchestra, like you just can't have the things that are supposed to be nurturing you. 
just not the same. Like, this does not transfer to online. Elsafar reflected on the opportunities presented right now with music amidst the issues going on. She said that many people are connecting even more with music than before. Many people are choosing to value music in their lives more than they thought they would or that they had time to earlier. Like, you know, there's certain things that we find that bring us joy in in this time. And, you know, part of it's like time-consuming things, you know, like baking bread and playing music. I've gotten some new students over this time period, including like an older couple that is like self-isolating and they're like, what are we going to do? And they, I guess, were like, let's learn an instrument. You know, so this is like what they're doing to stay sane. IU String Academy student and high school senior Alice Ford also reflected on the hardships of transferring her passion and hard work with music to an online setting these past few months. Ford has been with the String Academy for 13 years now, and this will be her last year. Through the Academy, she has been taking studio classes and private lessons at IU, which have all now transferred to online. Ford is now finishing her high school year at Bloomington High School South, where she was also in orchestra class and playing with the Hoosier Youth Philharmonic. Ford said that she had mostly expected for school to be online after the coronavirus became more extreme, but she didn't know what the future was going to look like for her. Overall, she stated that as a senior, she was disappointed to not end her final year of high school as expected. The perspective we had at first when they first called off school for a week was very different than when they eventually called it off entirely. And I think when they first called it off, I had kind of expected it, but I wasn't sure if it would actually happen because, you know, we didn't know the severity of the outbreak that we do now. And so I, I was unsure if it would happen, but because other schools were starting to pull the trigger, I had a feeling it might happen. And then eventually, I think a few weeks later, when they announced that we wouldn't be going back for the entire year, at that point, I had almost expected it. I found it very unlikely that we would be able to return. But of yeah. course, I was disappointed, um, you know, especially with uh, graduation. Um, that is a big thing that, you know, I think all of us really look forward to as we've been, you know, in public school, you know, since we were five. And this is kind of, you know, the culmination of all of that before sending us on to the uh, rest of our adult lives. So I think that was primarily on my mind as a senior. Yeah. Ford said that there definitely has been a loss of opportunities and a feeling of community learning from her abrupt ending to orchestra class. Orchestra is really, a, even though there's so many kids in it, it's very tight knit and also very, it really has a community like feeling. And I think that, you know, I know many kids for whom orchestra is really the center of their uh, high school experience. And so for them, you know, my heart really goes out to them because you know, they're losing precious time with that right now. She also said that the shift to online setting has been especially hard for musicians who need one-to-one -one contact with their teacher or other musicians. I think for non-musicians, it's maybe harder to understand how difficult that is. I mean, of course, I think for everyone, it's difficult right now. I mean, no matter who you are, whether you're a musician or not. But, you know, as a musician, there are aspects of playing which are impossible to transmute through a screen. And I think the quality of sound, certain physical aspects, you know, are really difficult to get through a screen 
And and while online lessons work, they're certainly not ideal. You know, I'm very fortunate that, you know, I've come to the end of my time in String Academy. And so right now, the work that I'm doing is really mostly to get me ready for college to move on to the next step. But for a lot of other kids, this is a really formative time in their musical training. And for them, not having that one-to-one contact with their private teacher really makes the learning process more difficult. Ford made the decision to attend Jacobs in the upcoming fall semester, despite hesitancy from the pandemic and possibly beginning college online. On the topic of students at Jacobs, Ford explained that to those students, their final is usually in the format of a final recital, which many students will have to do online this year. And she said that as a culmination of studies as a music student, it's difficult for students to end their year that way. For um, music students, the big conclusion to your musical studies uh, is your recital. If you're an undergrad, it's your senior recital. If you're a master's student, it's your master's recital, so forth. And I know a lot of students for whom they haven't been able to give their recitals or they've had to give it online at their houses. With that, I think, you know, the recital really is the culmination of your studies as a music student. I think for a lot of kids, that's been really difficult, you know, and I, for those who are towards the end of their degree right now, I think that's a big question about how this will affect their year. And for those incoming, I think the big question is how will this affect our transition into music school because that is a big flip from high school plus private lessons or, you know, what have you into the full conservatory experience. So I think that'll be interesting to see when we get into the fall. In terms of the students that have been preparing for music schools, Ford said that she is fortunate to live in a town and have already auditioned for Jacobs. However, many students did not have that opportunity. For me, you know, what I noticed was that a lot of auditionees from Asia generally were not able to come because of the outbreak, which really is heartbreaking, especially how, you know, you have one audition and, um, you know, you're going all these different places and especially with a school like Jacobs, which is, you know, incredibly high level and very desirable to a lot of students around the world. Not having that option at all, you know, is really difficult. Ford explained that with this topic, her opinion is just one side of the story. She said that there are a lot of kids being affected by this that aren't conservatory students, and that ultimately, for everyone, it is the loss of connection that all musicians are feeling right now in some way. I think that's what makes the whole situation so nerve-wracking for everyone is that, you know, unlike a natural disaster or something where there's a clear process of progressing, of cleaning up, of uh, returning back to, you know, normal state from here, we really don't have a clear answer of what the best path forward. And I think for all of us, not having that anticipation or that clarity of what's next is really difficult, no matter who you are, you know, if you're a music student or not. Um, And this is just one side of that coin. So, you know, my heart really goes out to everyone battling with this in their own ways right now. But, you know, on a more personal level, I really can empathize with, um, you know, all my fellow seniors and people going off to college next year who really are entering this big unknown. For WFHB, I'm Katrine Bruner.